and welcome back to Crystal Clear, the podcast where clarity is the goal, clarity in life, clarity in choices, and just being totally clear with who I am and where I desire to be. Crystal Clear is my affirmation, and I am excited about today's show. This is episode 26, and I am joined by an awesome guest, Takenya of Takenya Talks. Ah, I have been planning this episode for some time now, and I am so glad we got to have this conversation. A lot of the questions she would ask on her episodes would inspire me. And I am just glad we can finally get together and collab. She is awesome. She is amazing. And I just, I'm glad we have so much in common. Um, (laughs) That's funny. Anyway, um, go ahead and get into this show. Um, There is going to be a part two on Takenya's show. So we had a blast. We talk about everything from religion to spirituality. We really get down to it. And I feel like I've gained so much knowledge just from being able to collab with her. So I just can't wait for you guys to hear it. I hope it makes you think. I hope it makes you mad. No, honestly, I really don't want it to make you mad. And disclaimer right here and right now. A lot of things we're going to touch on, you may not agree with, but we are not um, set to offend anyone. We are just talking about our personal experiences and it's true to us. And since we're allowed to be who we are, you're allowed to be who you are. So really, before you get mad, just think, just think about it. Our experience is our experience and so is yours. Your experience belongs to you. So please enjoy this. The best way you can. Go ahead and get into it. Hey, you heard about the good news? Y'all sleeping on me, huh? Had a good snooze. Because good news just doesn't travel fast enough. I am here to help. Despite it taking two hours for proper help to arrive, these members of the public refused to let go of a suicidal man preparing to jump off of a bridge. Last week, during rush hour near Golders Green, North London, the man climbed over a bridge railing so he could leap to his death. Passerby immediately rushed to grab him through the bar so he wouldn't be able to jump. As police arrived to to offer assistance, the man was also tied to the railing with rope. Traffic on the North Circular Road was stopped until two hours later. A fire engine with a hydraulic lift was able to bring the man down to safety. He was detained by an ambulance and taken to the hospital under the Mental Health Act. Now, that's good news for the simple fact that he was ready to go. He was ready to end it all. And there were people there that were like, nope, not today, buddy. Not on my watch. And they held on to him for two hours. Now, that is a beautiful story. Now, I know for somebody, they could look at it as like they, you know, interfered with what he wanted to do. He should have been able to jump or whatever. And uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I get it. But nine times out of ten, whatever you want to end your life about is something that you can work out. And I'm glad and I'm almost certain it was meant for this man to be stopped from killing himself. And I just think it's awesome that these people were willing to hold on to him for two hours. Two entire hours so he can just get what he needed. 
How valuable is that? The time they took to help someone else. Shout out to them. Blessings to them. They are awesome. That's amazing. Amazing. Uh, I will say this, though. Um, Every time I listen to your show and, like, hear the different topics you talk about, I'm just like, oh, okay, we we are the same. We went to the same church. <laughs> like, I was there. <laughs> like, I had to be because I just feel like your story is so similar to mine, even down to the fact that um, your dad's a Virgo and you're a Virgo. And really? I'm like, yeah. Hey, I saw that comment. Yes. My dad's a Virgo, too. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, wow. So, wait, are you, was your church Baptist or what? Um, P- Pentecostal. Okay. Yeah, they're similar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. That's always so similar. I know Pentecostal, they sit on fellowship with Baptists, but they are one and the same, in my opinion. Me too. My opinion too. I, I never understood that I to this day. Like, how do y'all feel like y'all so different from them? But they do. They really it's do. the same rules. Same rules. I think Pentecostals were like, um more restrictive as far as clothing yeah because i feel like y'all can't women have to wear the skirts down to the knee right right like no pants. like for the longest i couldn't wear pants um yeah yeah it was yeah baptist may be a little bit more liberal because i know when i went to my friend's pentecostal shirt on church she had the the nurses would like deliberately give her a napkin for her 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 hem was too short. Right, right. Yeah. So that was the first time I ever seen something like that before. I was like, whoa, what just happened? No, like, yeah. Like, I thought she was like a, um, what they call her, Ma- Mary Magdalene. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, at my church, like, they basically measured your skirt before you sat down. And if they figured it was going to go above your knee, you were going to sit down with the sheet over your legs before you got into your full seat. I promise you. Before you got into the seated position, a, a sheet was over your legs. It did and not. And they have them handy, okay? Oh, they're right there, just waiting. Oh, she finna sit down with the skirt on, and you could be in the back of the church. Um, I heard of people, you know, like if women are gonna sit on the front row, and the pastor can probably like get a view of something, they have to yes. wear. They have to wear them. But at my church that I was raised in, it didn't matter where you were seated. You were going to be. Um, uh, ha- you're gonna have a, a a long sheet over your legs. It doesn't matter where you're sitting. So in the house of the Lord. Yes. Yes. Saith, okay. <laughs> no, for real. And you needed to have stockings on, bare legs was Jezebel. I mean, you can't do it. Can't. Yep. You gotta have a um a slip under your skirt. Absolutely. And don't let With that the stockings. Yes. And don't let that skirt be too thin. Like we shouldn't be able to see through that skirt to your slip. Like what are you thinking? <laughs> and then don't step out of line and get some design on the skirt to sheer with the lace. And don't do that. <laughs> don't My do church, it. They look at you like, girl, what? Where you going? Who strip club you going to? <laughs> and anything short sleeve, they had to sew on sleeves. Like my sister, <laughs> I'm laughing, but my sister had so many dresses that they ruined because they were sewing sleeves on like anything. Are you serious? Yes. If if it was if she had too much arm out. They they would find some non matching fabric 
and sew some sleeves on those dresses. I'm like, they ruined it. They ruined it. It's an ugly dress now. So what you won't do is mess up my <laughs> church dress with the the socks to match with the little frills on the yeah on the ankle. <laughs> yes, the yes, the, I I remember those days, the pageant days, basically. But yeah, yes, um, <laughs> that was how it was, and I I think that's the difference, like. The Pentecostal churches were just more restrictive on clothing. They, um, we also the women didn't really wear makeup. Really, no makeup, um, no jewelry, not hard, little to no jewelry. Like I didn't get my ears pierced to I would until I was seventeen years old. Yeah, I got my pierced at thirteen because it was my mom said um, I'm supposed to make the decision, but my grandma told me later on it was because of the church. Hmm. I know. I don't, I don't even know the rule now. No, at first it was like just frowned upon and considered a sin. And then I told my mom I wanted to wear earrings for my prom. And so she was like, okay, you can get your ears pierced. And, you know, I was wearing earrings. And then that's when the pastor came out and said, well, one earring, one piercing is fine. I just have an issue with, you know, the multiple piercings. So I kind of got a pass on my, you know, one hole. So, yeah. (laughs) That's how it worked out for me. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. Oh, and then like they, you know, hairstyles. And I don't think, I think eventually it got over into where it really wasn't like a religion thing. It was just Uh the the pastor's um, house, how she liked it. Because we we had a woman pastor. So if she didn't like the way something looked or she didn't like a hairstyle or hair length, or whatever on a certain person then she would tell them they need to wear their hair like that no more and they need to change it up and that happened no. yeah almost all the time yeah but wait there was your church like where everybody kind of take after the first lady so they so if the first lady's modest and oh bless the lord everybody else act like her no 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 because she wanted to see my the pastor was the pastor she 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 didn't have a first lady <laughs> she was oh, the she oh, okay. the pastor was a woman so um nobody took after her like in fact she was probably the most i, I can't say she nobody could be like her i <laughs> nobody it, you you weren't gonna be like her it was you were gonna be working too hard to be like her so i think the thing was Mostly everybody was working to please her, not necessarily try to imitate her or just, you know, have the same, you know, attitude or mood she had, but just basically just appease her for the most part. I'm surprised that you had a female pastor because Mm -hmm. in the Baptist church, the females always took the backhand roles, which is something that um, I always had a problem with. My grandmother was the first female uh ordained reverend and pastor and minister right before my grandmother there was just men and like that part of the church was also annoying for me mm-hmm. but i kind of had to suppress that until i got to college and like the conversation came up again but i'm surprised that pentecostal church let a woman be in charge because it wasn't like that in baptist it was all men born men at that well um also with that uh so with the pentecostal they added i don't i don't know like if we were true to form to the regular average pentecostal 
because when they would say our names, it was like the Pentecostal Church of God and, or I think God in Jesus Christ, or and. I don't know if they. Y'all was Kojic and Pentecostal. <laughs> they, 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 they really want to be Kojic. They really, they want to be Kojak. I don't know. Kojic is worse. Yeah, but they were kind. Of, it was like that, but kind of. They kind of. I don't know what the the aim was when they came up with the name. But we went through a lot just for them to say, oh, we're non-denominational. But I'm like, no, we are not non-denominational. But okay, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. I think non-denominational is, uh, is what kind of changed my life. Like, it went from Baptist, and then this church opened up, which is still now the biggest church in the city. But when they had first started, I had heard, like, this buzz. Like, it's a non-denominational church. You don't have non-denominational church. You don't have to dress up where you won't come as you are, like the real deal. I go into the church. I said, oh, now hold up. <laughs> church is only three hours. Mm. Raise them. Get in, get out. And it was like something that worked for me. And right. then when I got to college, it was like, okay, so church is not working for me at all anywhere. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. Well, for me, it happened. So I couldn't. I got to the point, like, once I became, like, 18 or whatever, I noticed, like, my mom just kind of going out of her way to um, uphold this appearance for the church that I was no longer willing to cooperate with. And so I was just like, Mom, if I can't just come in there, like, the way I am or whatever, I wasn't trying to, you know, wear anything disrespectful to what they deemed disrespectful. But I just didn't feel like I had to look a certain way and like they would like pick on the clothes that I would wear oh that's not a dress that's not a dress blouse or that's not the type of dress like nothing the the dresses would be of the right length the I would have sleeves on and they would like find something wrong with whatever I had on I'm like mom it's too much work just to go to church like I feel like it's too much work just to sit there and get Mm -hmm. the word and so I was like I'm not participating in that so okay. like we kind of went back and forth like church was very important to my mom and me going was very important and I was just like I can't go to that church and so I was sneaking <laughs> to go to church with my aunt and my aunt went to church where they could wear pants so you know of course it was it was not the hassle of you know trying to find dresses that would be appropriate for church so I wore pants one day uh with my aunt to go to her church and my mom happened to see me walk back in and was like mm-hmm. where did you just come from i'm like church she's like you wore pants to church and like mommy wasn't oh, your Lord. church it wasn't your church i should be fine and she went off and i'm just like i'm done with your church and probably any church until any church oh. until i could just wear what i'm gonna wear without anybody going through about it because i don't see the point like this is not what it's about and i knew enough to know that and so I was like, mm-mm. Now I'm a chip. Mm-hmm. And so I guess on that, you kind of have to, like, I guess find somewhere in your heart to where you're just like, okay, God, so what am I do? What, what am I going to do? Like, if I, can't, yes. if I can't go to church, you know, because I'm supposed to, like, what do I do? Like, how do I hear from you? Like, what am I supposed to yeah. do? And I think that's kind of where the relationship kind of develops, where you kind of start putting, like, a... I guess getting an understanding of why everything was happening and who did what. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of that thing. I think for me, same, I like everything you were saying. I agree. So I don't even have to reiterate the story because that's how it happened for me. (coughs) 
and stuff that happened when I turned 22 and everybody died. Yeah. <laughs> but my grandmother used to always say to me, God doesn't have grandchildren. Hmm. And I know she meant that in like under the realm of Christianity and Jesus Christ and things like that. But she used to always say, God doesn't have grandchildren. And I never understood she was saying it. So when I would come home and I'm like, Grandma, pray for me and this is that. She's like, oh, I'm going to pray for you, but God don't have grandchildren. <laughs> it didn't make sense till I turned 22 and it was just like you gotta meet him for yourself right? and I'm pretty sure if she was here she wouldn't want me to go and say you know I don't necessarily subscribe to Christianity because I don't I always like there was now that I look at it Christianity is such a corporation and it's so it works it's effective it's effective in making you feel like other religions are bad and if mm-hmm. you do it you're going to hell right it's effective in being judgmental it's effective in labeling things like use the word choice i remember being younger and they were my family used to always say don't go out to that world and, and you you go and have a carnal mind or my grandma used to say like don't go into that world and and sway from what we taught you and stuff like that little things like that right had me scared to even take the classes i took right about black women's religion because i'm like i can't go i don't want that to you know i don't want to deal with the worldly things right and it's like christianity so strong it made me not want to get educated outside of christianity yep yeah, and the I, idea of another god or learning about another god scared me because you like you know Christianity you can't worship false gods. Right. So it was teaching me that Jesus was the only god, mm-hmm. and everybody else god gonna send them to hell. Right, right, right. So this oh, it's whew, we are going to have so much fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> So I yeah absolutely same thing here and what what got to me the most I don't know if you experienced this but of course there were like probably like cousins or family members older than you that went to this church right and like I'm pretty sure a lot of them left the church and stopped doing things the way the church would have it correct. Yes, and yes. A, and th- and horrible things happen to them, right? And so you're just yes, like, and they blamed it. Oh, I'm not going to church, right? <laughs> absolutely so i know i know we're on the same page so it was like tons of examples or the way they would paint it that this is why you need to always stay in the church always be praying always doing this and they're just just filling you with fear honestly filling you with fear yeah, they say like you know uh your cousin so-and-so lost their way mm-hmm. on the path with the lord and they'd be like i ain't trying to be like cousin you so-and-so because i ain't trying to be strung out on no crack and i don't want to Right, being a hoe and having five babies, right? Not knowing that like life exists, right? Yes, and those people, that kind of stuff happens to people without there being like a a, a background of church and them leaving a the church. You know, like sometimes that just happens to people, and it has nothing to do with this. But the way y'all and gonna paint this picture, yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's nothing you can like pray like. Not saying that you can't pray the way because prayer does help. I still believe in prayer. Right. But a lot of the things would be like, you got to pray for it so she can stop using that crack. And I'm sitting here like, okay, y'all been praying this whole time. She's still she's still smoking crack. At what point do she stop smoking crack? Right. Because cousin, I can't even want to say my cousin's name because I'm literally talking about somebody. <laughs> she still do crack. Mm. And she's a freaking, what's she, an usher? She on the usher board. No, ma'am. 
See? What's going on? But you see? You see? See, but see, and so I'm just going to jump to this, the the one question that I, I mentioned. Do you think it is mentally healthy for children to be exposed to religion, especially the way we were? So, like, for people who are listening that's probably about to get in their feelings, we're talking about the way we were raised. So, if you listen long enough, you'll hear the issues that we are, you know, that we went through to why I feel like maybe it's not the best thing mentally. And it's obviously consistent because we never even met each other in person never. a day in our life, but we have the same experiences. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, do I think children should be exposed to religion? Or do you I think it's mentally healthy? Because first of all, I don't want kids. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, if I do have kids, which will probably happen anyway, I don't think I would expose my child to religion until they were able to make sound Because hmm. the thing about Christianity, it was a good thing and a bad thing. Right. Because it kept me... I was a, a, a child that learned easily. Mm-hmm. Like, I was potty trained by somebody getting a whooping. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to pee in the bed no more because you don't get a whooping. Right. So, Christianity scared me so bad that I didn't want to be in a relationship because I didn't want to have sex. And I didn't want to go out and party because I didn't want to drink right. in the spirit and have too many spirits. And then right. you go and drink, you go to hell. Right. So, it kept me on the straight and narrow, narrow in college. Right. I never had a boyfriend. I never had sex. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm learning that. I had to learn that too. Right. However, I lost out on a lot of experiences just being a teenager because of Christianity. Right. <clears throat> so. So yes I and no. <laughs> I, I get- would introduce my child to the idea that a God exists, but not the rules of Christianity. Yeah. I feel the same way. Um, and I, I absolutely agree with you 100% about, like, how it kept you on the straight and narrow. Like, I honestly wholeheartedly believe if it wasn't for my upbringing in the church that I would not have been as prudent as I was, you know, coming up in school to where I'm like, oh, no, not you, young man. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> there's yeah. there's no way. Not of God. <laughs> you don't go to my church, one. Two, uh-uh. <laughs> you just will not work. And I, mm-mm. Yes. No can't do it i'm not supposed to have boyfriends just yet okay okay. (laughs) yeah so no that was no that yeah that's how it was and like i you would see other little girls running around with boyfriends being fast and you're just like see you're gonna be pregnant that's what's gonna happen to you (laughs) that's so common in church yeah they're being fast fast you you can't hang out with her and her friends and then my thing was about the church and girls being fast if church was supposed to stop you from being fast, why did they stay fast in the church? Mm. Mm. So, <laughs> I don't know if you heard my uh the episode where I was had a friend that went to my church as well and it was like a uh, roller sets in the back row where all the oh, little Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, well all the little girls in church they got pregnant early, they had to sit on a back yeah. row. So, yeah. Uh-huh. So that was like I guess they wanted because it was becoming an issue they wanted to kind of put everybody you know on display like to be an example for those of us who was not pregnant or see if you do this this is going to happen to you and you're going to be ashamed of yourself and your life ain't going to be worth nothing and you know you know they just kept on just Scare scare tactics and framing everything like life events as scary things like things that shouldn't happen to you you know it's like but these are just normal situations like there are little girls who never went to church that are pregnant young you know like 
this is come on true. <laughs> this is not just a church thing and you sinned and this is what you get because of sinning like this is not it creates like there's a world outside of church that isn't supposed to happen to you so if you stay in the church it won't happen to you right and those that it happened to they use them as an example to say well you know sister so-and-so was out there so let her come up here and tell us her story about how the lord brought her back but it's like if sister so-and-so started off in the church didn't get what she was supposed to get went out into the world what happened in the church as a child that she didn't get to make her not go into the world right so it's it's, it's, it's just, like why but like i just for me for me i was just like everything centered around the way i was raised in church and you know god they made it fearful but if you if you read the bible even a little bit you're not supposed to be afraid you're supposed to fear not so i'm just like why am i so yes. afraid why am i so afraid of everything and anything why is there so much fear involved in this situation opposed to freedom and like i didn't understand it i'm just like why 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 is everything the worst thing that can happen like why is i just didn't get it and it began to you know make me you know anxious i think a lot of people who go to church probably suffer from anxiety for the most part so and this is why i personally don't know if it's a the best thing for children when they're um young as far as their mental health because i remember thinking i was going to go to hell for sneaking to eat you know sneaking in the uh, cabinet to sneak icing <laughs> for the cake Lord. i used to sneak the icing and every time i did every time i went in there i just knew i was going to hell because i wasn't supposed to do it and it was just like i, I shouldn't do it but i couldn't i couldn't resist so i kept going in the cabinet to get the icing and every time after i got through licking that spoon i was like oh i'm doomed you know <laughs> and i was so young and i was so certain i was going to hell because of it because you was being disobedient because i was being disobedient Girl, how about thinking you was gonna die? Cause the Bible say, "Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days be long." Go the land. Right. So you can't do nothing wrong. Or you gonna die early? Are you gonna die what? early? <laughs> right. Do you you? That's how you. That's how you thought. And even then, like even the things that they did not, you know, drive home to be like a negative experience in life. Just like you sitting there listening to like what they're saying over the pulpit, and you trying to make it make sense in your young mind. I think that's like scarier than anything else. Like, I don't even know if I heard what I was supposed to hear. I don't know if I could grasp the concepts that they were trying to make me understand. Like, I don't, I can't be sure. So I'm just like, I, why is a kid, you know, like, why? Like, sometimes it was just like, why? Why? Outside of going to hell, outside of going to hell, what am I really understanding? Like, I don't want to go to hell. So I got that down. Be good. I'm be perfect. Everything else out the window. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Everything else. And then this was the thing, and it was like so many holes that I poke in the church. But being raised to fear God, He's a jealous God. I don't know if you ever heard that. Yeah. Yeah. You can't praise no God. There's no God before Him, after Him, under Him. None of that. I never understood. Okay. My thoughts used to, and I was a kid thinking like, okay, if slavery happened, where was Jesus? Mm -hmm. Or I would be like, okay, if God wants the best for us and he only wants the best for us, why was our life turned off? And right. like, I was thinking, I was raised like Jesus was this, this magical being right. who 
It was all about positivity. He wanted you to be rich. Wanted you to be happy. But we was in the hood of Detroit struggling. Right. And you praying for riches, and you praying for all of this, and it ain't coming to you. And for some reason, you supposed to leave. It's something you're not doing right. Right. It was so many holes I would poke, but my grandma just you don't question God. You don't you don't do those things. Not in this house. You don't do that. And it's like okay, so I'm gonna suppress these questions. And it wasn't until I got to college where I was like, oh, they coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. No. No. So let me. What 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 thing I didn't understand? So I was taught, and you might not have, because I know this is like for a lot of people I talk to, they're like, no, I wasn't taught that. I was taught that the devil was never in heaven. This is what I was taught. Okay, <laughs> and oh, okay. yeah, never. And a lot of people believe that he was. And the reason I was taught that he was never in heaven is because you know, of course, God knows all things, and so there's no way for that evil to have ever been up there. There's just no way. Like, how does he know all things and the devil was up there? And then allowed that to happen. Right, right. Because God knew that the devil was going to do what he did. Right. So why not prevent it? Right. So so when when other, when other people would talk to me and they would tell me the scripture that says it and whatever, and I had my beliefs or whatever, and they were like, they would be like almost mad into tears, you know, arguing with me. And I'm just like, but it's not true. It doesn't make sense. It's like everything against God. Like, how would you even believe in a God that would let the devil be in heaven? You know? So why would you let him stay if you knew he was coming? <laughs> If you knew what he was gonna do, why would you let him do it in the first place? So yeah, that was like my biggest issue. Like, why? Why do we know two different stories? Like, why do they just really believe this? And I'm like, I don't get it. And then back to the fear. Like, why am I so afraid of everything? And God says, fear not. Back to that. Why? Why? Well, why did I think I was raised that if you if God if who was it if it's raining. And the sun is up. <laughs> the devil is beating his wife. Yep. She bought the cornbread. So I, I had to stay on the porch until the devil was done. Now, why, Christian? Wait, wait, wait. Excuse me. Hold on. <laughs> you look, had, you had I, to, I couldn't go out off the porch until it stopped. Either it had to stop raining or the sun had to go away. Oh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> the devil was beating his wife. Now, I don't get. I know the devil had a wife. How does he get to know, get married? Ascending to the earth <laughs> and back to hell, he found a girlfriend and took her down there with him. I, I don't know, but that's just what I was raised to believe. <gasps> wow! So that- I can't believe. Okay, so if if I don't understand, so if somebody taught you that the devil never went to heaven, never. What was his story? Um, he uh, let's see, um. Oh, uh, as far as I understand it, God created the devil um, okay. to so we could understand, like, so we can appreciate how good God was. So we had to have that contrast. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's what it was. We had to understand the contrast. So he created the devil so that we can get it and understand. Oh, he's bad. Oh, he's really good. What? So there. That's how you do it. It helps it. It works itself. It works itself out. So it was a big old setup. So somebody can look really good, and somebody can look really bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Here so another issue. And I feel like I bash in the church, and I don't. It's not that I hate the church. I love the culture of church. The shouting is entertaining. But wow, so many stories kind of delve into witchcraft, in which Christianity that is completely about like you cannot deal with you know witchcraft at all 
Right. But I counted witchcraft when Jesus is feeding people with two fish and five loaves of bread. Mm. Or and not a miracle? Being, and that's, it's a miracle, but, but witchcraft don't exist. Or, what's his name? Lot's wife who looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt. Mm. I call it witchcraft. Or the fact that Jesus was born to a virgin. Okay. And Mary never had sex. But she had to explain to her husband that somebody got her pregnant, but it wasn't on earth. Well, it, it didn't happen on earth. She just was like, it was like a sprinkle of the spirit and she was just pregnant. Right, right. So, and, and that's Witchcraft a, to me. So, so, but imagine a young mind trying to understand this. See, that's what I'm yes. talking about. This is this is the things that I am saying to you. Like these are children you're telling this to, and the same children you're not gonna let believe in Santa Claus. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> so this is why I'm saying: Is this healthy? Is this the healthiest thing that you could do for him? I don't think so. I don't think. I don't think it's because mm. we sure couldn't believe in Santa Claus, and we certainly couldn't okay, believe neither. in uh what Cupid. Uh, you know, any any pagan None of the, uh, pagan holidays. Any pagan holidays was a no no, and sometimes we didn't even get to go to school. So that's the kind of things that you were asking yourself, like, wait a minute, y'all, wait, like, come on. I, and you know, I had no issues, uh, you know, coming up to you know believe all the stories they were telling us in the Bible. But like as I got older and I started just thinking about different stuff, I'm like, wait, y'all, wait. Now wait a minute. Wait, come on now. <laughs> y'all can't just tell me this and i'm okay and actually it was like i guess always wanting to make sure i was doing everything right that kind of just stopped me in my tracks because it was like yeah. i i couldn't do anything like i didn't want to apply for a job i didn't want to uh you know go look for a car like it the simplest things i didn't want to do until i felt like I got I heard from God or whatever like I remember when when I wanted to wear pants so okay we always wore skirts right so mm-hmm. I think I was in like 10th grade and I was like mom like it's 40 degrees below outside I need not to be wearing a skirt especially because you're not taking me to school and I gotta wait for a bus so can you please Lord. allow me to wear some pants first thing out of her mouth was you need to ask uh-huh. the ask the pastor and I'm like no you're my mother you okay i'm asking you (laughs) see and that's why my mom always allowed me to talk to her because i was that mouth i'm like no i'm asking you you're my mom and so she's like okay well ask god so no brainer here i'm like god i know you with me i know you for me okay i can wear pants this is easy mom and god said (laughs) you know right right i'm gonna use god in my favor like everybody yeah yeah no brainer here god said so I that that's what I had to do or whatever. But it was like that kind of thing to where I always felt like they kind of set you up to feel like you always had to go to God before you can do anything. And so you know how like sometimes you get the urge to like say something encouraging to somebody. But then you're like, wait, wait, wait. I don't know how they're going to take this or, you know, yeah. just sometimes you just have the inspiration to do something that you wouldn't normally do. But then you talk yourself out of it. And I was like, wait a minute. If I'm supposed to really do something for God how can I if I'm so afraid you know like how can I 
Because the same thing, the same urge, the same feeling I get to, like, do something I wouldn't do, there's another thing saying, mm you shouldn't do. It. And how can you differentiate it? Because everything that you believe is kind of based in you're wrong if you do that, you know? Yeah. And God didn't yeah. say. So you're always worried about if God said or not. Did he say it? Did he not? What do I do? So yeah. you're stuck. You're not moving forward. And I feel like the forever battle in church is trying to hear God's voice or trying to hear what God feels like you can do. And it's like, for as long as Christianity has been effective, how come nobody has, like, perfected the voice of God? Or, like, when pastors say, like, you're going to make a mistake, I just believe, it, it, this is what I'm talking about, that God is infinite, he's perfect, and this is and that, we're humans, but we have God, so everything will be all right. Why do we teach that he's supposed to guide us and show us the way and all this other stuff, but we still make these bad decisions that get us in bad situations? Well, to to me, I guess the way I look at it now is like the bad situations are like, you know, you're going to make it through everything. So I kind of tell my mom this because I talk to her about it all the time. So I feel like the whole reason that I personally was raised the way I was raised is so that I can simply understand that I am protected. Nothing more, yes. nothing more, nothing less. We are protected. We are okay. Live, die. We're fine. Okay. Outside mm-hmm. of what the Bible says, all that stuff, heaven, hell, whatever, whatever, you are protected. Um, Absolutely. that's, that's what I know and believe in my heart. Now, as far as like all the bad things we encountered, all the insignificant things, I feel like those are important to that journey. So you can understand that no, nothing will never go like perfectly. There will be some hard times in your life, but you're okay. And you're going to gather what you can as far as learning from this issue and move forward. You know, yes. and, and that's how I had to, you know, kind of come to terms with everything because of course you go through that like why people have to die and why this or why that until you just Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. Yeah. So and and so now now kind of just like opening my mind, not feeling like I have to believe anything for sure, you know, at this point I'm kinda I'm just like I don't know enough to be sure about anything. Yes. That that's where I am. So I can't say this is this and this isn't. Like I can't I can't say Christianity isn't right. Mm-hmm. I can't say it's wrong. I feel like I don't know enough to be sure. So I am just open to what inspires me. Because at this yes. point, I feel like we are born with like the connection to God. You know, it's not yes. a, it's not about what um, the Bible says verbatim or anything like that. We are basically born with our connection. And we have to learn how to trust that. And I think, yeah. like, that's the hardest thing to do. I feel, and I agree with everything you're saying, and I'm in the same Like, that's crazy. I'm so glad we're having this show. <laughs> I'm in the same place. I'm feeling the same thing. I think the only thing that I can say that I know for sure is that a God does exist. Yeah. I know that God exists. Right. I, I believe I, wholeheartedly. Yeah. That, there's, like, there's some things that can be explained, and that's why I feel like God steps in. Mm-hmm. Science can't explain everything. But I know there there's one thing you just like that was God, okay? Right. Now, who God is? What he doing? Behind God. Right. What? Yeah. And, and I had to come to terms know. with that. I I came like I feel like it was fairly recent when I just said, okay, God, no matter how close, no matter how far, 
I'm with you. I believe I believe in you. Like I don't care where you at. I don't I don't care if you're internal. I don't care if you're far, far, far away. I'm with I'm I'm with you. (laughs) I am with you. So that's how I feel. I definitely believe there's a God. I just don't think we are equipped to understand. And I think that's part of the journey you're not going to understand. You know? Yeah. I I think so too. Yeah, I think you're just you just you can't. It's impossible. So just to feel like you need to pinpoint exactly what I need to do here on this earth or exactly why I'm here or exactly how everything works. I feel like that's a waste of time, maybe even a distraction. You just need to be living, you know? So, yeah, that's where I'm at on that. Uh, also, <laughs> with, with my journey, because like, I feel like we're in the same, but I'm still like finding, I want, the thing about me is I want things to be exact and, and for sure. And I feel like maybe it's a Virgo thing, maybe not. Maybe, but yeah. But I've been able to pinpoint one a God does exist, and two, my mentor and my, um, I call her mommy, my best friend's mom, taught me that there are only two real emotions, which is love and fear, mm-hmm. and everything else is a derivative of that. Mm-hmm. So, like, anger is a, a is birthed from fear. Love is all things pure, all things great, all things nice, whatever love is, and then fear, everything is a derivative of all those two. And I, I started to look at that like, that don't make sense. But when I started to, like, apply things, like, why people are angry, why people are this, why people are that, those things stem from fear. Mm-hmm. And when people act in, like, love and kindness, it comes from love. Right. So that, I can, I, I so far, have um, attributed to love and fear. But then when it comes to, like, mental health issues and things like that, I kind of get lost in it. But I'm trying to find, like, things that are definite for me that works so I don't have to be in this space forever. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I, I see that. And I agree. I agree. It, it's, I believe it's something to that. Like, the two emotions and love and fear. That, it makes a lot of sense. And back to the fear thing. Christianity, I feel like, is like. Straight up fear. Tra- drip just soaked in fear. <laughs> <laughs> and, and God is the only thing that is love. Right right Jesus right so and okay so since you since we went there so I was kind of taught that um for me I feel like they were always trying to say there was one but they kept putting the emphasis on yeah so they talked about the holy trinity they did but they kept like putting emphasis on Jesus Christ they it's hardly ever did I feel like they wanted to make it just like God, like the 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 you you know like I don't know like I I it really confuses me as far as like what they wanted to pinpoint, but I feel like everything was Jesus Christ. Everything was yeah. Jesus Christ. Everything, everything, everything. Which they I'm really fine with. God, they will always say Jesus is God's son. Mm-hmm. They said that. I mean, they they said the Holy Trinity. They mentioned the Holy Trinity a lot, but I really feel like you know. um you know how you pray, um, uh, like, um, you supposed to pray in Jesus' name, right? You're praying to God in Jesus' name. Yep. Right. So, uh, that's how you're supposed to pray. But, like, when I was raised, I did. they didn't, it wasn't like pray to God in Jesus' name. It was just pray to Jesus. So, mm-hmm. so it was just like, so what is the difference here? Like, what should they be doing? Like, which is effective, you know? 
like because you got to end the prayer with in the name of jesus i pray and i give thanks amen right so it's just like which how like what is the correct way to do it and does it matter does he hear us anyway it mm-hmm. like <laughs> Did he already know this prayer? Did he say it for me? Is he saying it with me? You know? <laughs> I like the way you think. Because <laughs> if you're taught that God knows everything, mm-hmm. it kind of is like, well, what's the point of praying if you know I'm going to pray? Right. Huh, I'm so glad somebody like is, is here with me in my thoughts because so many times I used to be like, Christianity defeats the purpose of itself. <laughs> huh. Seriously, seriously. And I think I think it just comes from really honestly it comes from being young and being raised in it because it makes you ask these questions. So you have to think about it too. Like a lot of our parents, some of them were raised the way we were, but a lot of them were not. So I know my mom was not raised in the church, but she raised me in the church, right? So I feel like it was easier for her to like come to terms with like this new lifestyle because maybe what she dealt with before was totally different and horrible and you know being introduced to Christ and you know living you know for Jesus or whatnot was a better experience for her her children coming up trying to understand and you know grasp the concepts or whatever we didn't experience what she experienced and I feel like people who are not um, introduced to it early like we were have a whole different take on it and that's why I kind of question like is the early introduction of it the best thing because sometimes the understanding is just not there and I, I, I'm really I, I'm I'm really just thinking about it like when is it okay because you know how you know how also they told us like you know it when children die they go to heaven because they don't they didn't get a chance to live they don't get a chance to live they don't have an understanding like they're underdeveloped in a way you know like they don't know the difference or whatever and then you would hear an adult say oh that one went to hell because they knew the difference between wrong and right and i'm like wait because <laughs> wait was it in your household too that when you turn 13 um that's your age of um what's it called damn it I mean, basically the age where you know right from wrong, but that age, you're accountable. Age of accountability. Okay. Something like that. I don't know if they put an age on it. I don't, I'm not certain, but I do, Uh I do remember us going through like a phase to where we had to pray for the, to get the Holy Ghost. And, um, I don't know. Um, I'm sorry. (laughs) I apologize. God, Lord knows my heart. But, um. It's just we had to pray. We had to pray for it. And I don't know if we were all 13. I don't know what the age was. I don't know what what when they knew it was time or whatever, but I remember going through that praying for the Holy mm. Ghost. Praying for the That's Holy. so crazy. Mm-hmm. I was Okay, the Holy Spirit the, What's the Holy Spirit for Pentecostal? The Holy Spirit I was raised to know was when the people in the church start shouting and jumping. Well, um, that's the Holy Spirit and, and Holy Spirit and Holy Ghost, one and the same. However, that's oh, ju- yeah, that. Is so, true. so it's not just it's not like just shouting. It's really like a guidance kind of. So, like, say for instance, you know, you about to get hit by a car, you don't know it, but you 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 get over real quick, and you, the car misses you. The Holy Ghost told yep. you to do that. So the Holy, the, the Holy Spirit, that's the Holy yep. Spirit guiding you. And you know, a lot to letting you know what what's safe. You know, when you got the feeling that something bad was gonna happen, so you not you gonna go ahead and stay home and not go out or whatever. That's the Holy Spirit. You know, and not intuition. 
the Holy Spirit, ma'am. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of how they taught us. Um, yeah, I, I mean, who? How can you argue that when you don't know those things? Anything outside of that, if that's all you know, then that's what you believe with everything you have. And um, like once you get, you know, put into the world to, you know, fend for yourself, you're just like, wait a minute. Um, I'm gonna pray on this because this not the Holy way it's the Holy Spirit said. The Holy Spirit said, and I'm getting a bad vibe from you, but really, I just have an issue with authority. But you, you know, right? I, I'm getting a bad vibe, so I'm gonna pray on you. You know, and it's, right? it's it's that type of thing. It's it's hey. It's, I can't believe that I never thought that Christianity was consistent in other denominations like it was for ours. Yeah. Because when you said Pentecostal, I just knew your story was going to be different. Mm-mm. No, our story is almost identical outside of probably, you know, what we got to wear on a daily basis. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. No, it's consistent. Especially the the black church. Lord. That is something of its own. Um, that's its own religion <laughs> in yeah. itself. Yeah. That's, that's something totally different from maybe, you know what other christians you know experience and just like like christianity it covers so many different practices you know like our christianity is totally different from the christianity in another country so Mm -hmm. so it's like how do you know what is what and i remember being um a little girl watching uh the king and i i don't know if you ever saw that movie it's a real old movie it's way older than me and i know i'm older Mm -hmm. than you but it's called the king and i and there was like a play in this movie or whatever and the the girl was trying to climb up to some kind of god or whatever and in my mind i was like okay so everybody has a god they just refer to him as something different right Mm -hmm. so maybe instead of us feeling like our god or the way we worship is the right way and what everybody else does wrong maybe maybe we're all doing the right thing because it's just what we are exposed to what we know like, I'm right. like that maybe that's what it is and I remember asking my mom and she was like nah <laughs> it ain't the Lord. same and I was like okay mom but how do we how would they know any different like how why come it's just this one like girl you preaching you preaching <laughs> because I used to okay when I was younger the videos of the African kids with the flies in their face mm. I'm like they are born in like these the bag in the woods don't even know what electricity is and Christianity so you're telling me that they gotta go to hell simply because they don't know Jesus right Right. that I could not wrap my head around because I'm like they don't have access to what I have access to so why are they going to hell for something they had nothing to do with right and when that clicked in my head I said well, let me take a step back from Christianity and look at it for what it is. Everybody identifies with the God that they have the way they want to. Or the way and they were I'm taught not about to. to. tell nobody that in Africa, because you decide to praise Maya or whoever you choose, or in Hinduism, you decide to praise these four gods, you're going to hell because you don't believe in Jesus. Right. It just don't make sense. It's not fair. It doesn't make sense. And then for me, like when I went to a Hindu church, nobody told me or preached about somebody else's God. I don't even think they brought up anybody else's God and said, if you decide to go Christian, you're going to hell. But Christianity is, to me, 
so far doing my research the only religion that condemns other religions right right and like that's the one of my issues it's like it's one thing to say to get closer to god do this but to say the only way to get closer to god is through jesus and if you go under anybody other than jesus you're going to hell with devil and him being his wife right and uh-huh. and so and so because of that that makes me wonder if the they're just misinterpreting the bible so maybe the bible is innocent in all of this right and there right. is just being misinterpreted because like i i kind of researched like that you know um jesus is the way like that bible where you know that's the way you have to go like through jesus or whatever like you have to yes, go through him way. Are, are are they saying like the way he did it not necessarily worshiping christ but just the yeah. way he lived his life like how do we know because if you think about when this bible was written or whatever and all the different interpretations of it how do you know exactly what they meant because the way they spoke then is extremely different than the way we speak now right so i my i kind of went off into that like when i think about heaven like what what are they talking about when they're talking about heaven how do you know they're talking about the god in heaven with the the streets paved in gold and the 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 pearly gates how do you know that's what they're referring to when they're talking about heaven how do you know they're not talking about the imagination how do you know they're not (laughs) 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 funny um like how do you know like how do you how can you be so so sure because they they use a lot of things in a lot of different terms so yeah yeah, so how do you how do you know how do you know how do you say like how do you tell them you fear god but you fear not so so at the same time at the same time so they're they're using words the same they're using the same words but they're meaning something different each time so how do you Mm. know what they're saying when they say it in that specific time so i'm just like how can y'all be so sure you know and with that question, I always, okay, so you're saying, how do you know? My question is, how do I believe the person that I choose? Like, I love C.D. Jakes. Mm-hmm. But some stuff he says, I don't necessarily agree to. So as far as Christianity has gotten, I don't know how I would find the person who's interpreted, who interprets it correctly. Right. Um, I don't feel like, see, and that's the thing too. And I, I think that's something that I'm just coming to terms with. Like as I, you know, venture into what I believe and, you know, what's important to me. And I feel like, honestly, nobody can tell you. Nobody can tell you. Like a lot of our, a lot of what we're going to believe is going to be similar, uh, mm-hmm. mo- mostly the same, but there are just some things that you have to receive differently it has to mean something different to you for you for your journey it has it cannot be the same and i feel like i feel like there are things in the bible that says that like counsel no man you know for you know for your issues or whatever like everybody everybody walk will not be the same so that's why i have a real issue with the church condemning so many things because there are just some things that people have to do differently. They don't have and a they choice. they have to go through. They have to go through. I feel like, I, you know, I, I don't really believe like a lot of stuff is predestined or whatever. It could be. Maybe, you know, I don't know. But it's like, how can you say that what they went through was not meant to happen for the next thing to happen? You know, like 
everything right. that happened is open the door for something else like the unfolding yeah. so it's like you know the people who kind of i don't know what you would call them but they kind of talk about like everything has its place you know death war what have you everything has its place yeah. and you know we just have to accept it all because it's all working for a greater good and that's kind of why i kind of accept the fact that we're protected even in death because even the bible says i lo i'm always with you even to you know like he's even to the end yeah like nothing can separate us not even death hmm. think about it so i'm just like come on y'all what are we <laughs> like i'm sorry for the background music no you okay <laughs> so it's like come like what what are we what are we doing really like what are why are we like focusing on like what we see and then there's that thing you know like you know how science will tell you like you're attracting everything to yourself yeah so like magnetism right yeah so how is that working how does that play in and does now, that kind of that's what i deal with right now <laughs> and do you kind of see like energy and shit so do you kind of see how it ties in with like some of the things you were taught in like the bible are you getting that connection i get the connection but at the same time partially i feel like the bible oh that's so hard it took a lot of i feel like jesus came on the earth do i believe jesus is this yet but the way he got here no he came on the earth took little things from certain religions applied it to him the best way he knew how Mm -hmm. and became one of the greatest prophets of all time right then we got to hold to it and interpret it in our own way because a lot of what's in the Bible is also in other religions and energy working, like the spiritual realm, too. Right. So that's why I was, like, looking into secret. I think it's syncretism, where it's basically what Jesus did, took from other religions and then adopted your own thing. Right. And made it work for you. Jesus just made it work for other people. Right. But the, the idea that you create things and you bring them to you is simply like magnetism in the spiritual science world right but what I when people say like um I'm with you even in death that part I have a problem with because I don't necessarily believe in heaven or hell I believe that I believe in reincarnation it just makes sense for me right and in, in, in my mentor and also my mommy I call her she taught me that we choose our lives. Right. Now that part, I'm still trying to get a hold to. But right. I understand where she coming. She's coming from because then for me it ties the the loose ends in my head as far as like, okay, why do people come on Earth and they become killers? Why do people come on Earth not become killers or why do they make the decision to be that? Right. Why do people come on Earth and they have like bad lives? And mommy taught me that. You, you choose the life that you want to live. You choose the generation you want to live in. And you decide to live that and fulfill your reason for being here. Okay. Okay. So, I, I, I do. I, um, I do. I don't. I can't say that I wholeheartedly believe in re- reincarnation. But I do accept mm-hmm. that idea. I do accept that as an idea. It doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. Um <laughs> 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 that's kind of how I have to go with things now how does it make me feel um right. so it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable so I basically I kind of I do kind of feel like we choose our lives I do that's 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 what helps me wrap my mind around like death and you know 
wrongful deaths. You're like, you know, like when you look, think about the yeah. little boy that got um, killed here in my area in Balt Springs or whatever by that cop or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you think about stuff like that and you're just like, okay, all right. So if we choose our lives or whatever, what if people who die, even our family members, what if they chose to come, right, and do whatever they did and that's the way they wanted to die leaving behind whoever they were going to leave behind but it was their choice now like that's their choice like they fulfilled their you know journey or whatever so how do you feel about that though you know like strongly believing into like reincarnation does that sit well with you as far as like okay yeah i believe in people coming to fulfill their journey but then the reason why i believe that they come back is because it's so many instances where people be like, you remind me of this person or you are just like this person. And I was learning that we are our ancestors. Mm-hmm. So I have a cousin who, no, my, yeah, my cousin, he is literally his granddad to the, t- like, and little mannerisms never met our granddad. Mm-hmm. Well, great granddad, but we call him granddad. But he has his mannerisms. My grandma said he talked like him. He liked to walk like him. And I was like, when I was talking to my mentor, she was telling me, like, well, we are our ancestors. We are those people who they choose to come back and relive life a certain way. And this and that. She's like, that's why people come on earth. And sometimes they're like, they have, like, a deep sense of knowing. And they have these certain things because they took those tools from their past lives mm-hmm. and applied it to here. Okay. And some people do it unconsciously. She said, she was like, sometimes it takes meditation for you to get back to what your life was before you got here. But sometimes people just innately have the ability to just, it's just in them. Right. And now, it, does, it, it doesn't all the way make sense to me. Right. But I, I believe in somebody coming to fulfill what they were supposed to do and being done. And I also believe that sometimes that journey can get cut because my mentor, my mentor, she fears being in cars. She fears bridges. Hmm. And she said that she learned that in her past life, she was killed in a car accident. Wow. So she, she, she feels like she's connected. Under- she can, yeah. she can reconnect to her past life. So did you ever watch that Netflix original, the, the OA? No, you need I'm to. Put that in my phone and watch it. Oh, later. okay, it's deep. You would like it. It kind, it kind of ties into. The, it's, it's kind of weird, but it's not scary. I think you'll like it. Okay, I don't like scary. <laughs> it's not, it's not scary. It's just weird. You're just gonna be like, okay. But if I could get through it, I feel like anybody can because I don't like scary. I don't at all. Yeah, um, okay, good because I hate it. I don't. I would never pay to get scared, and I would never. Right, and I and I feel like it's probably for the same reasons because we're both Virgos and we both have <laughs> Father Virgos, so I feel like we're probably coming from the same area why we don't like to be scared and you know whatever. And I think it has yeah. a lot to do with church too. You know, kind of the things that we were taught about. You know, things that you watch and you know. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I feel like a lot of that ties into that. But um, basically, um, I think when I first started the podcast or whatever, and when I said on my Twitter, I put on there, um, I'm a young soul, just be kind to me. <laughs> so, I, uh. yeah, so I feel like, um, I feel like maybe we, we, maybe we, we, reincarnate but not as the same person not as a family member like totally different experiences each time yeah. 
you know like I, I don't really know I don't you know, like I'm not sure about anything I just feel like we do keep reliving we just sometimes we remember sometimes we can connect to a memory or whatever sometimes we don't but only thing I can kind of feel strongly about right now as far as myself I remember when I was young I felt like I had an old soul but like now that I'm at the age I am now I feel like my soul is my soul is very young I feel like really? I feel like I can I can connect with children more so than adults. I feel like extremely youthful. I just like I'm like I cannot <laughs> be full grown. You know. So do you think you got to the age that see my brain now that I believe in the past life, do you think you grew up to the age where you died in your past life? Um I I can't say that. I I I cuz I never looked at it that way before. So and <laughs> I I don't know. That's, that's crazy. But 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 oh, wow. but I um I because I like I I feel like recently maybe this year last year I felt like my soul is young. Like it's young. I feel like it's yeah. so immature. You know, it's like it it's no like I feel like I know a lot of stuff or I can feel a lot of stuff or whatever, but I feel like it's just just young. Just extremely young. Yeah. Just youthful. I, I like that too. Yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off, guys, but this episode is to be continued in a part two. And to find that part, please check out Takenya Talks. Thank you very much. Have an awesome day. Let's take it. All right, do rags and boat shoes, the Crazy Town podcast, kicking it with Kizzy, always vibrant V, drunken nights, oh really factor, baby boy podcast, committee podcast, revolution of race, to Kenya talks, random tandem, conversation con artists, tactless know it alls, just in time J and T podcast, only child syndrome podcast, Glenn and her podcast, her story. Two, two Squares Podcast, Real and Raw Podcast, The Comcast Podcast, Don't Take It Personal, Joe Carmez, Egos and Opinion, Second Shift Podcast, Brother to the Night, Terrence Dixon, Amazing Thoughts, Empress Journey Murray, Bang That Show, TPB Network, Stakes is High, Always Right Podcast, 72 and 10 Podcast, What is TWS? Talk It Out, TIO Black, Just Say Words, PTO Unlimited, Ruff's Rambling, Star Jaws Podcast, It's a Melanin Thing, Village Vibes, John Effects Podcast, The Conversation Theory, Let Me Tell You Something, Hood Geniuses Podcast, Woke With Kids, Petty Chronicles, Brother Dialogues, Kendrick Spirits, Millennial Love, Black Girls That Stay Awesome. If I missed you for any reason, please don't think it's not because I don't love you. I do love you. This list was just long, and I thought I wrote you down, but here it is. I didn't, but I love you. All right. This is my minute to motivate, brought to you by a meme I posted on my Instagram. Risk more than others think is safe. Care more than others think is wise. Dream more than others think is practical expect more than others think is possible.